Hey, if you need new sunglasses, if you would like to get new sunglasses, know that Shady Rays, for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, is offering a fantastic deal. 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses at ShadyRays.com. Go to ShadyRays.com and use this promo code Al Galdi. Shady Rays sunglasses, they are the best. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements, meaning that if you lose or break your pair of sunglasses, even on day one, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair of sunglasses. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because Shady Rays has your back long after your purchase. Go to ShadyRays.com and use that code ALGALDI for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Yeah, 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. If you don't love them, you can exchange them for sunglasses that you do love, or you can return your sunglasses for a full refund within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Shady Rays always has your back. Go to ShadyRays.com and use that code Al Galdi for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Away we go. Episode 561 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Sunday. Yes, Sunday, April 30th, 2023. It is the final day of the month. It is a day on which we have a special installment of the podcast. What has become a tradition with this podcast, weekend programming on NFL Draft Weekend. This is the only Washington, D.C. area sports podcast or show for which there is a new episode each weekday, Monday through Friday, with each episode out oh so early each weekday morning. Well, this week, there also is a Sunday show, and you're listening to it right now. Hello and welcome to this special Sunday Commander's Draft installment of the podcast. This is what I call a scheduled emergency installment of the podcast. You've heard of emergency pods. This is a scheduled emergency installment of the podcast. Coming up on the show, in-depth reaction to and analysis of all that the commanders did over rounds two through seven of the 2023 NFL draft. Uh, We on Friday night had the second and third rounds. We on Saturday had the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds. We on Saturday also had a commander's draft party at the National Harbor Waterfront District. The party seemed to be well attended and seemed to be well done. If you were there, I'd love to hear from you about your experience at the pate. But we on this show have a party of our own. I'll take you through all six of the commander's picks over Friday night and Saturday. What stands out about each player? Uh, You will hear extensive comments from both head coach Ron Rivera and general manager Martin Mayhew about the players. You also will hear Ron and Martin say the phrase position flex about 4,000 times. Uh, And you will hear a very interesting admission from Martin. Brace yourself for that. All of that and more is on the way. Good to have you with us. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Lots of feedback on the commander's first round pick in the 2023 draft. Mississippi State corner Emmanuel Forbes. Email from Luke Archer writes, Luke, 
I like the idea of taking a cornerback to strengthen cornerback depth, but Emmanuel Forbes was not a good pick. He is very underweight and skinny at 6'1 and 166 pounds. He is good at playing the ball, but that isn't everything for a corner. The most frustrating thing is the many players over whom the commanders took Forbes. Kristen Gonzalez, Deontay Banks, Brian Branch, Cam Smith. The commanders also could have traded back to at least the back of the first round to take Forbes because taking him at 16 was a reach. Uh, Thank you. For the email, Luke, uh, well, as I said on Friday's show, episode 560, I thought that the commanders, when their number 16 overall pick came up on Thursday night with Oregon corner Kristen Gonzalez still available, were going to take Gonzalez. The widespread perception going into the draft was that Gonzalez and the Illinois corner, Devin Witherspoon, were the top two corners in the draft. Uh, Obviously, the commanders did not see things that way, and time will tell if our team was right. But, you know, keep in mind where those other defensive backs were drafted. Kristen Gonzalez was not taken until the number 17 pick with which the New England Patriots took Gonzalez. Deontay Banks, the Maryland corner, he was not taken until the number 24 pick. He was taken by the New York Giants. Uh, Alabama safety Brian Branch, he wasn't taken until the number 45 pick. The Detroit Lions took him uh, well into the second round. Uh, South Carolina corner Cam Smith, he wasn't taken until the number 51 pick. The Miami Dolphins took him well into the second round. Uh, You can throw in the Penn State corner, Joey Porter Jr. He wasn't taken until the number 32 pick. The Pittsburgh Steelers took him with the first pick in the second round. So the commanders were not the only team that didn't have these guys as highly rated as at least some of the so-called experts. Now, that doesn't mean that the commanders were right and the experts were wrong, but that does mean that the commanders were not alone in how they viewed these players. Other NFL teams viewed these players in at least a somewhat similar way as the commanders did. Now, as far as trading down in the first round, I mean, that's what I wanted. Uh, I, on Thursday's show, episode 559, predicted that the commanders would trade down and take Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, Now, the commanders did take Forbes, but did not trade down. Martin Mayhew, in the post-pick press conference late night on Thursday night, said that the team received no calls presenting an opportunity to trade down. So, at least according to Martin, uh, trading down was not an option. Although, I do wonder if the commanders could have initiated the calling. Uh, Could they not have called other teams to see if a trade down uh, could be worked out? The more that I've read and heard about and heard from Emmanuel Forbes since we last spoke on Friday's show, the more that I have liked. And I really don't think that the weight thing is going to be a thing, or at least it doesn't have to be a thing. I mean, he does need to put on some weight But his body held up over the course of three seasons playing in the best conference in college football in the SEC. The guy over his three seasons at Mississippi State did not miss a single game due to injury. That's significant. Uh, But, you know, I did come across something (laughs) that did bother me. And this is something having to do with the commanders and not Forbes himself. So I mentioned that the Patriots took Kristen Gonzalez with the number 17 overall pick. They traded down and took Gonzalez. And according to Pat's insider, Chad Graff of The Athletic, in a piece that came out on Friday morning, the Pats knew that the commanders were going to take Forbes. Quote, the Patriots also made the trade, even though they liked Gonzalez, because they were confident from their information gathering that Washington, the owner of the 16th pick, wanted cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. As Patriots executives predicted, that's who the commanders chose. End quote. 
So I read that, and that bothered me. I don't like that another NFL team was able to decipher what the commanders were going to do at 16. Somewhere along the way, uh, our team became too open or too transparent with its thinking. You, as an NFL team with the NFL draft, of course, always want to play things close to the vest. Uh, The commanders apparently did not do that with their interest in Emmanuel Forbes. Email from Thelonious Funk writes Thelonious, Forbes should be a good pick. The defense needs someone who can generate takeaways. I last year never believed that the defense was a great defense, but perhaps Forbes will change my perception. Maybe you can educate us all. What is the point of people in teams' draft rooms shaking hands (laughs) and hugging after first-round picks? Aren't there multiple rounds left? Multiple teams showed personnel congratulating each other as if they just birthed a child. (laughs) Also, why do the players hug Goodell like he was their high school coach? Not sure why this bothers me so much, but it does. Uh, Thank you for the email, Thelonious. Yeah, the bro hugs between NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell and first-round picks. Uh, Those bro hugs have been a thing for years, as has been Goodell getting booed like crazy by fans at NFL drafts. That cracks me up more than anything. I actually look forward to that now every NFL draft, the booing, the loud and persistent booing of the Roger at NFL drafts. Uh, But yeah, the bro hugs don't bother me. But what I think would be even better (laughs) would be if Roger, instead of hugging each first-round pick, did the opposite. What if Roger went contrarian? What if Roger turned heel? Like, what if he looked at each first-round pick in disgust and threw up his hands and was like, oh, uh, you're going to be a bust. Get away from me. You have no chance, you know? See, that would be funny. If Roger wants to stop getting booed at NFL drafts, having some, shall we say, scheduled fun with these first-round picks is the kind of thing That'll make him more likable. Maybe it's something he'll consider. Who knows? Well, now that the 2023 draft is over, uh, we do get the signings of undrafted free agents. You know, the Redskins in 2017 signed a linebacker out of Tulane named Nico Morley as an undrafted free agent. Yeah, Nico Morley, the grandson of reggae legend Bob Marley. Now, if you know your Bob Marley history, you know that Bob Marley sadly died in 1981 of a rare form of melanoma. Skin cancer, sadly, can claim lives, but skin cancer also is curable, as we saw with Ron Rivera in 2020. And all of this takes us (laughs) to me telling you about a loyal supporter of this podcast and a big Commanders fan, Dr. George Verghese. He and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland offer free skin cancer screenings and offer state-of-the-art treatments for skin cancer. Dr. George Verghese is a board-certified dermatologist and Mohs surgeon. He is one of the nation's premier dermatologists, and operating under his direction is the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland. The Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland diagnoses and treats a broad range of acute and chronic skin conditions, including skin cancer. Call 301-396-3401 and make sure that you tell the Institute that Al Galdi sent you. Dr. George Verghese and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland are the DMV's number one outlet for Mohs skin cancer surgery and for superficial radiation therapy, or SRT, which is an alternative to surgical procedures for basal cell and squamous cell skin cancers. Uh, You will not find better, more state-of-the-art, or more comprehensive skin treatment and services than what you can get from Dr. George Verghese and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery 
Institute of Maryland. Early detection and treatment of skin cancer can save lives. If you have questions or concerns about your skin, call Dr. George Verghese and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland. 301-396-3401. That's 301-396-3401. Make sure that you tell the Institute that Al Galdi sent you. 301-396-3401. You can also visit Atlantic Skin. Dot com. That's midatlanticskin.com. Dr. George Verghese and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland, nationally recognized for treating skin cancer across the Mid-Atlantic region. All right. So we now have four NFL drafts for Washington with Ron Rivera as head coach in the coach-centric approach. Uh, The truth about Washington drafts under Ron is that they have been mixed, uh, just like Washington in free agency under Ron has been mixed. That's the thing. It's not that player personnel for Washington under Ron has been awful. It's that player personnel for Washington under Ron hasn't been great or very good or even good. Player personnel has been so-so, has been mediocre. Some definite hits, but also some definite misses. Uh, Next segment, I'm going to talk about what the commanders did on defense in the 2023 NFL Draft. This segment, I'm going to talk about what the commanders did on offense in the draft. Something the commanders did not do on offense in the draft is take a quarterback It doesn't mean that the team will not be adding another quarterback. One certainly could be coming as an undrafted free agent. But it is worth noting that the commanders did not take a quarterback at any point in the 2023 draft. Uh, I know that there has been some debate about how much the commanders truly like and truly believe in Sam Howell. Look, there's only so much belief that anyone could have in Sam, given that the guy has thrown a grand total of 19 regular season pass attempts in the NFL. But if the team didn't like him at least a decent amount, the team wouldn't be positioning him to be the QB1 for this coming season and wouldn't have not even taken a quarterback in the 2023 draft. It may well be that Sam Howell is really bad this coming season, okay? Like, that is a possibility. And it may well be that Jacoby Brissett ends up being the commander starting quarterback for most, if not all, of this coming season. Who the heck knows? But the team's words and actions, at least so far this offseason, are indicative of a team that does believe in Sam Howell to at least some degree. So I did want to start off with that. Uh, Washington has had a bad offense in each of the last five seasons, 2018 through 2022. That starts with bad quarterback play. But specific to this past season, offensive line play was a major problem, including center at which, for a second consecutive season, the team dealt with its starting center, Chase Rulier, missing a lot of time due to injury. Well, is Rulier now about to be done with Washington? The commanders on Friday night in the third round of the 2023 draft took Arkansas center Ricky Stromberg with the number 97 overall pick. And when you add that to the commanders in March having signed unrestricted free agent center slash guard Nick Gates, and in March having re-signed unrestricted free agent center Tyler Larson, you have to wonder if the team is going to be cutting Chase Rulier. Because right now in Gates and Larson and Stromberg, you have in some order a top three 
at center. Ricky Stromberg was a four-year starter for Arkansas, and he was quite good for Arkansas. Stromberg played for Arkansas from 2019 through 2022. He, in the 2019 season, made two starts at left guard and nine starts at right guard. And then he, for the 2020 through 2022 seasons, was Arkansas's starting center. Uh, Stromberg, in his 2022 season, started each of Arkansas's first 12 games before not playing in the Liberty Bowl. But he, over those 12 games, for pro football focus, did not allow a single sack or quarterback hit. And Stromberg, over his four seasons at Arkansas for PFF, allowed a mere four sacks. That was it. Uh, Stromberg's run blocking grade for PFF for each of his final three seasons at Arkansas was better than his run blocking grade for the previous season. So he got better as his collegiate career went on. Head coach Rod Rivera and general manager Martin Mayhew did a joint press conference late night on Friday night and then did another joint press conference on Saturday evening. This was Martin Mayhew on Friday night on Ricky Stromberg. Yeah, Ricky, man, it's big, smart, tough, four-year starter in the SEC. Uh, he won the award, uh, I think the Jacobs Award, for the best uh, blocking offensive lineman in the SEC last year. Um, we had a really great visit. Um, another very, very uh, highly football intelligent guy. We talked a lot of ball, watched him tape together. Uh, he's going to fit in really well here. He can play center. Uh, he can play guard as well, I think. So he brings a lot to, to the table. Yes, he does. Uh, the commanders do seem to really like Nick Gates, so I would presume that Gates will be the team starting center if healthy, but Ricky Stromberg certainly appears to have starter potential. Here was Ron Rivera on Friday night on Ricky Stromberg, who Ron says offers, wait for it, position flex. And then you will hear an exchange between commanders insider Sam Fortier of the Washington Post and Martin Mayhew. Well, Ricky's going to compete. Um, he has some position flex. He played guard as well. Um, so he's a guy that we really think is going to come in and add some, some, some quality depth. And we'll see how things go. Um, but he is a very bright, very smart guy. And, and, you know, I think Martin got a really good sense. Because, like I said, I think Martin was one of the guys who spent most of the time with him. Mm-hmm. How do you fit into this specific offense? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the offense is still coming together with Eric, you know, being new. But uh, he, he's he's very versatile. He can play guard and center, the way Coach said. And again, this kid is very smart. I don't think he's going to have a hard time catching up to NFL football, NFL terminology. I think he's going to pick things up very quickly. Uh, and the guy is powerful. He's strong. He's athletic enough. Uh, he's. I think he's going to help us pretty pretty soon. Yeah, Martin Mayhew right there, perhaps hinting that Ricky Stromberg will be a starter for the Commanders sooner rather than later. The Commanders in the 2023 draft took three offensive players, two of whom are offensive linemen. The Commanders on Saturday afternoon in the fourth round took Utah guard Braden Daniels with the number 118 overall pick. Braden Daniels, he played at Utah for five seasons. He played at Utah from 2018 through 2022, totaling 49 games with 43 starts. He did end up redshirting for the 2018 season. Uh, Braden Daniels offers, yes, position flex. He has some position flex. Yes, Ron, thank you. Position flex. Uh, Daniels in the 2022 season was Utah starting left tackle for all 14 games, but his 43 career starts for Utah were comprised of 14 starts at left tackle, 11 starts at right tackle, and 18 starts at left guard. Uh, here was Ron Rivera on Saturday evening on where Braden Daniels will play for the Commanders. 
Well, I think it's a guy that comes in and is going to add some depth force on the offensive line with position flex at guard and tackle and playing both tackles as well. Um, so we feel good about you know having what we did there. Once again, position flex. Take a shot every time you hear position flex. Uh, what was especially notable from Ron Rivera on Braden Daniels in this press conference on Saturday evening, though, was Ron saying that Daniels is going to get a shot at offensive tackle. Uh, this was Ron later in the press conference on Saturday evening on where Daniels will play for the Commanders. And note two things. A, Ron emphasizing Daniels as a tackle. And B, Ron, again, not mentioning last season starting left guard Andrew Norwell as a factor to be the starting left guard for this coming season. Here you go. Well, he'll he'll compete in it, but you know the the guys that are going to get you know both 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 Chris and 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 Sadiq are going to get great opportunity to show us what they're what they're capable of. Um, would Chris, uh, would um, would Braden have an opportunity? Yeah, but you know we're gonna we're gonna see where he fits as far as tackle is concerned, and then we'll we'll take a look at the guard stuff. But tackle something that we, we were like a lot of athleticism there, very raw talent, you know. Um, and, and listening to Travell, one of the things Travell felt is that this is a young man that you know if we can get his his footwork straight, um, we think this he, he has a chance to to be a contributor. Okay, so Ron Rivera saying that the commanders initially are going to see how Braden Daniels does at offensive tackle before trying him at guard. And before that, Ron once again talked up a competition between Sadiq Charles and Chris Paul for the starting left guard job and didn't even mention Andrew Norwell. Ron, in his session with reporters on March 28th, in Phoenix, Arizona at the NFL's annual league meeting, did the same thing. Talked up a competition between Sadiq Charles and Chris Paul for the starting left guard job and didn't even mention Andrew Norwell. Understand, Andrew Norwell is not a free agent. He's under contract for the 2023 season. The commanders in March 2022 signed Norwell as an unrestricted free agent to a two-year contract. Now, He did not have a good 2022 season. His overall grade for Pro Football Focus for the 2022 regular season was 59.8. PFF grades are on a scale of 0 to 100. Uh, Norwell has been viewed as a potential salary cap cut. And Ron Rivera now twice not even mentioning Norwell and jumping right into talking up a left guard competition between Sadiq Charles and Chris Paul. Uh, Boy, does that seem rather telling for Mr. Norwell. Now, you maybe noticed that Ron Rivera in that cut that I just played for you mentioned Travell Wharton. Uh, Travell Wharton is the commander's assistant offensive line coach. He's about to become the team's offensive line coach. You know, the team still has not officially named a replacement for John Matsko. We on March 14th learned that the commanders had parted with offensive line coach John Matsko. Here we are a month and a half later. His replacement still has not been named. This was Ron Rivera on Friday night on what's going on with offensive line coach. No, well, I mean, this is where we we, we actually had to put a lot of things on hold until we find out what the new ownership is. But Travell Wharton's going to be the offensive line coach. And we're restructuring the coaching staff. Eric, what Eric has has is is he has a template of, of how he sees things and so we move some guys around some guys will have a, will, some of their duties will be expanded 
um, and then some of the younger guys are going to have will be the will be the will take over the leads. Um, but everybody that you guys see around there, all the coaches, they're all involved in everything that they're doing on the offensive side. Um, we've, he's taken some of the senior coaches and put them over a couple of positions where they're kind of super in a supervisor position. And what it does is it 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 kind of takes the experienced guys and put them in positions to help the younger guys continue to grow and develop. And it's something that uh, I believe is a little bit of what Andy did in uh, Kansas City, and I think he'd be really like that structure, and he's kind of set that up. We just haven't been able to do everything that we wanted to do and you know, and, and be able to completely do it. So just so you guys know, I'll give you a little, little preview on that. But it's coming once, you know, once everything gets settled. All right, so according to Rod Rivera, the official elevation of Travell Wharton to offensive line coach is being held up by the sale of the commanders. Uh, I'm not sure of exactly why that is. I mean, the team this offseason has made plenty of moves. I guess maybe because the sale now is so close to happening, there is a freeze of some sort in place. Uh, But whatever the case, Travell Wharton is poised to become the commander's offensive line coach. Uh, The other offensive player who the commanders took in the 2023 draft was a running back. The commanders on Saturday afternoon in the sixth round took Kentucky running back Chris Rodriguez Jr. with the number 193 overall pick. C-Rod, Chris Rodriguez, a very good value pick, at least according to the commanders. Commanders insider Nikki Javala of the Washington Post, she on Saturday tweeted that the team per sources had a third round grade on Chris Rodriguez. So the team had a third round grade on him and yet got him in the sixth round. Why? Uh, Well, (laughs) at least part of the reason is that old C-Rod got in some trouble last year. Uh, He and May 2022 was arrested for DUI, careless driving, and no tail lamps. Uh, He ended up being suspended for the first four games of Kentucky's 2022 season due to that arrest and also eligibility issues. Uh, That said, Rodriguez was a two-time captain at Kentucky, so, you know, he can't be all bad. Uh, And he was very productive for Kentucky. Chris Rodriguez was at Kentucky uh, for five seasons. He was on Kentucky from 2018 through 2022, although he ended up redshirting for the 2018 season. Rodriguez, in his college career, totaled 3,644 rushing yards, the third most in Kentucky history, and he, in his college career, had a school record 20 games each with at least 100 rushing yards. And Rodriguez, for the 2022 season, had the highest overall grade for pro football focus among SEC running backs at 90.8. Rod Rivera on Saturday evening on why the commanders took a guy in Chris Rodriguez, who is more of a power back when they already have that in Brian Robinson Jr. Why not more of a speed back? We feel very good about what we have with AG, and 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 we continue to see the growth and development with B Rob. I mean, those are two young guys that that we like a lot. Um, adding a physical player in, in in Christopher is a guy that you know, talking to Eric and and what Eric wants to do, and how he wants to use him. You know, in Eric's mind, this is this is a guy that will fit what he what he wants, and so we're pretty excited about being able to pick him. You know, we had a higher grade on him too as well, so we thought we got a lot of value here. Well, if you watch Chris Rodriguez Jr., a physical runner, violent runner, could easily see him making the commander's initial 53-man roster for the 2023 season as the team's RB3, maybe even higher than that. Who knows? Uh, 
Could also very much see Chris Rodriguez being a preseason hero for the Commanders. This guy sets up perfectly to be a star this August. Uh, Washington has a history of running backs being preseason heroes, right? Uh, Marcus Mason, Mac Brown, Jarrett Patterson. Uh, meet Chris Rodriguez Jr., who, believe it or not, is the only skill position player of node, if you want to even call him a skill position player of node, who the team has added this offseason. Uh, no major additions for the commanders, at least so far this offseason, at receiver, tight end, or running back other than Chris Rodriguez Jr. Uh, the team on March 3rd announced the signing of unrestricted free agent receiver Marcus Kemp, but he has been mostly a special teams player. He has had three stints with the Kansas City Chiefs, as well as having spent time with the New York Giants and Miami Dolphins. So this is something to keep in mind. The commanders off a 2022 season that, again, marked a fifth consecutive season of bad offense for the team have not done much to bolster the team's skill positions this offseason. Uh, better quarterback play and better offensive line play are what the team is banking on. You know, that's not crazy, but that is worth remembering if things don't work out. Well, things will most certainly work out for you if you get yourself some Shady Rays sunglasses, especially considering the great deal that's being offered to listeners of this podcast. Shady Rays, for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, is offering 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses at ShadyRays.com. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code ALGALDI. Shady Rays sunglasses, they look good, they feel good. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's affordable and durable with clear optics for whatever you're doing outside. And Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements, meaning that if you lose or break your pair of sunglasses, even on day one, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair of sunglasses. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because Shady Rays has your back long after your purchase. And so take advantage of the special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code ALGALDI for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Yes, 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And get this, if you don't love your sunglasses, you can exchange them for sunglasses that you do love or you can return your sunglasses for a full refund within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Shady Rays always has your back. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code ALGALDI for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. That's ShadyRays.com and use the code ALGALDI for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Also, Shady Rays has donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. Shady Rays look good and feel good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good to have you with us on this special Sunday installment of the podcast in honor of the Commander's 2023 draft. Uh, We're talking about what the Commanders did in rounds two and three on Friday night and rounds four through seven on Sunday. A big help is if you subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast via most platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, a subscription to the podcast. Cost you nothing and make sure that you never miss an episode. Uh, you on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify can rate the podcast. Five-star ratings are very much appreciated. And you on Apple Podcasts can write a review saying that you like the podcast. The review can be just a sentence or two, can be more, but does not have to be. And thank you for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Uh, we move now to what the commanders did on defense in the 2023 NFL draft. Uh, Four of the team's seven picks in the draft, including each of the team's top two picks in the draft, ended up being used on defensive players. Uh, The commanders on Thursday night with the number 16 overall pick took Mississippi State corner Emmanuel Forbes. I talked about Forbes at length on Friday's show, episode 560. And then the commanders on Friday night in the second round took Illinois defensive back Jartavius Quan Martin with the number 47 overall pick. And (laughs) the reaction to this pick from many fans and many people in the media was surprise, uh, maybe even shock. And a reaction from plenty of fans also was anger. People were not happy with this pick. The commanders just took a defensive back in the first round. How could they take a defensive back in the second round? Last season, the team's defense was good and the offense was bad. How could the team spend each of its first two picks in the draft on defense? And I have to tell you, uh, I actually liked the commanders going defensive back, defensive back with the team's first two picks in the 2023 draft. Not because the secondary was some screaming need for the team. Uh, The secondary was not a screaming need for the team. And that's exactly the point. The commanders taking a corner in Emmanuel Forbes in the first round and then taking an all-purpose defensive back in Quan Martin in the second round seemed to suggest that the team was abiding by the draft philosophy of best player available more so than the philosophy of drafting for need. And if you are a regular listener of this podcast, you know that I am a big believer in the draft philosophy of best player available. Now, the truth is that for most NFL teams, there isn't a definitive split between best player available versus drafting for need. Most teams employ both philosophies to varying extents. And what can be tricky is figuring out what a team itself views as a need, because what you and I may see as a need for the commanders, the team itself may not see as a need for the team. Take, for example, tight end. 
Uh, I think that tight end is a need for the commanders. But the team is talking and acting like tight end is not a need. Is the team just talking and acting like that while in actuality believing that tight end is a need? Or does the team truly not see tight end as a need? So the whole need thing can get complicated, but I got a kick out of all of the surprise and anger (laughs) over the team taking Quan Martin on Friday night, because to me, the team taking Quan Martin actually suggested something very good, that the team was abiding by the draft philosophy of best player available, which for a lot of reasons is better than the draft philosophy of drafting for need. Head coach Ron Rivera and general manager Martin Mayhew did a joint press conference late night on Friday night and then did another joint presser on Saturday evening. This was Ron on Friday night on whether taking a defensive back in the second round of having taken a defensive back in the first round was a point of discussion for the team. Well, I'll say it was a big point of discussion, um, you know, and a lot of because of, of, of the fit for us. You know, they, they're, they're very well, high, uh, very highly rated on our board, first of all, to begin with, uh, but then secondly, the fit. And, and so when we got to that point and we're looking at, you know, what the options were, we really felt we could, you know, solidify that, 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 that depth that we need in the secondary and actually have a, guys, uh, a guy that's also going to come in and compete to, to start at nickel and gives us some safety value as well. Yeah, so let's talk about Quad Martin because there's a lot to like with this guy. Uh, he, like most of the commander's picks in the 2023 draft, has extensive college experience. Uh, Martin played at Illinois for five years. He was a player at Illinois from 2018 through 2022. He very much offers, yes, position flex. Uh, Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew were practically singing the phrase position flex in their press conferences over the weekend. But with Quan Martin, you have to use the phrase position flex. Uh, Martin, in his 2022 season for Illinois per Pro Football Focus, totaled 493 defensive snaps in the slot, 177 defensive snaps as a deep safety, 75 defensive snaps as an outside corner, and 44 defensive snaps in the box. Additionally, Martin in his 2021 season for Illinois per PFF totaled 431 defensive snaps in the slot. So the slot would seem to be his spot. Hey, there's a rhyming key for Quan Martin. Uh, This was Martin Mayhew on Friday night on Quan Martin, and then you'll hear Rod Rivera chime in with his favorite phrase. But first, Martin said the phrase. (laughs) Here you go. Yes, very flexible uh, guy, uh, position flex. He can play free safety, he can play nickel. Probably play a little bit outside corner. Uh, guy's been a very productive guy uh, in college, and uh, they had a really strong secondary, and he was a big part of it there. Um, so we're we're excited about him. I spent some time with him when he came for a thirty visit as well. He's from Florida. You know, we talked about Fort Myers, and some pretty good DBs came out of there. Mm-hmm. One guy you guys know for sure, Deion Sanders came out of there. So we talked about Prime a little bit, um, and I'm excited to have him join us. Another guy that's going to fit in really well in that room too. Yeah, and, and to Martin's point, he does have some position flex. He did end up having to play corner. I think it might have been, was it the Michigan game? Yeah, I forget which game it was. He played outside yeah, corner. He though. played yeah. corner. So mm-hmm. the guy's shown that he can do all those things, and he has a, he has more than just a, a safety skill set. Um, and that's he can come down and play corner for you or the nickel for you. Mm-hmm. All right. A whole lot of love for Quad Martin's position flex right there. But as sick as I'm sure a lot of you are of hearing, Rod Rivera say position flex. He does have some position flex.
Yes, Ron, position flex. As sick as I'm sure a lot of you are of hearing Ron say position flex, position flex does matter and is a good thing, especially with defensive backs, because now more than ever in the NFL, the line between corners and safeties is being blurred. Heck, the line between safeties and linebackers is being blurred. Uh, How about this with Quad Martin? The guy can jump like really high. He is air Quan. Uh, Martin on March 3rd at the NFL Scouting Combine registered a vertical jump of 44 inches, which ended up being tied for the fifth best vertical jump at the 2023 Combine. He is on the smaller side. Morton at the Combine measured as being 5'11 and 194 pounds, but it's not like he's tiny. He's just not a six-foot defensive back. Uh, More from Ron Rivera on Friday night on Quan Morton. You know, one of the things that we talked about is, you know, in the Buffalo package or our sub package, you know, you can do it a couple of ways. You can do it using three safeties. You can do it using three corners. And um, what Jartavius or Quan gives us is an opportunity to, to, to use it really with kind of a hybrid guy. I mean, that's really what he is. You know, we listed him as a safety slash nickel, and he's a guy that has that kind of ability and flexibility for you. Um, you know, we played sub last year. I think it was almost, almost 60% of the time. But it's a different type of sub package, whether it be sub with three linebackers, I mean three uh, safeties or sub with three corners. So we have a lot of flexibility right now to do things. And just to amplify what Rod Rivera was saying right there, the commanders in the 2022 regular season per Sports Info Solutions were in nickel on, get this, 74% of the team's defensive snaps and were in dime or more on 18% of the team's defensive snaps and were in base on a whopping 6% of the team's defensive snaps. I have said this before, I will say it again. The most overrated debate in recent Washington football history is 3-4 versus 4-3, okay? The base alignment barely matters. Nickel is the base. Forget 3-4 versus 4-3. Nickel is the base. And every NFL team these days needs five or even six starting caliber defensive backs, not four. Uh, Every NFL team also needs quality edge defenders. Uh, We this past Wednesday morning learned that the commanders have decided to not exercise the fifth-year option in the rookie contract of edge defender Chase Young. That means that all six of the players listed as defensive ends by the commanders on their active roster are set to be free agents next offseason. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, F.A. Obata, James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill, and William Bradley King. Well, once K.J. Henry signs his rookie contract, he will be under contract beyond this coming season. The commanders on Saturday afternoon in the fifth round of the 2023 draft took Clemson edge defender K.J. Henry with the number 137 pick. Uh, They, in fact, traded up to take K.J. Henry. The commanders traded a 2023 fifth round pick, pick number 150 overall, and a 2023 sixth round pick, pick number 215 overall, to the Buffalo Bills for a 2023 fifth round pick pick number 137 overall. Now, get this, the 2023 six-round pick that the commanders traded to the Bills was the compensatory pick that the commanders got for the 2022 free agent defection of interior defensive lineman Tim Settle to the Bills. 
So the Bills ultimately ended up with both Settle and the comp pick for Settle. But regarding the commanders trading up, Martin Mayhew on Saturday evening actually admitted that he wished that he was more aggressive in pursuing trades in this 2023 draft. Take a listen. I mean, trades were a roller coaster. I mean, I'm really excited to be able to make that to make that trade, but then we lost out on some. We're really disappointing. I wish I was more aggressive in a couple of situations, uh, but it was an up and down thing with the trades. But uh, we we felt confident. You know, that was something that we had talked about earlier. Obviously, uh, the the GM in Buffalo has a relationship with uh, with our with our staff, and we we have tuned into that pretty much really the the round before that. We had talked about that trade, so it worked out. It went pretty smooth, and uh, and we. You know, we're, we're really glad to have him. Interesting to hear Martin Mayhew admit that he wished that he had been more aggressive in pursuing trades in this draft. Uh, that's not the kind of thing that most GMs are willing to admit. I'm not sure that that's something that Martin should have admitted, especially uh, with the ultra-aggressive Philadelphia Eagles making one big move and one seemingly good move after another. I mean, you have the Eagles executive vice president and general manager Howie Roseman spitting fire. (laughs) And you have Martin Mayhew saying that he wishes that he had been more aggressive. And yes, I get it. Uh, Martin doesn't run commander's player personnel the way that Howie runs Eagles player personnel. But you get the idea. Uh, More from Martin Mayhew on Saturday evening on wishing that he had been more aggressive in pursuing trades in this draft. Yeah, you know, I mean, we 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 talked to teams throughout the process. Uh, We did a lot of talking about trades over the last couple of days. Um, There's just been there were several uh, that we almost made today and we didn't they they didn't come together for various reasons and sometimes you call team has a guy already lined up or they've got a trade already lined up so you just start calling trying to make it happen sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't so um you know it's 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 a very fluid process and we just missed out on a couple i'm really happy with the guys that we ended up getting though and a lot of times the trade you didn't make is the one you're glad you're glad you didn't make we end up getting one of these guys that ends up you know being a real difference maker for us we'd be glad glad that we have them do you wish you went up or down or both uh, we it, a little bit of both, a little bit of both. Uh, there were some both ways, like I said. Uh, it, it's it, I'm, I'm on the phone, as Coach can tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm on the phone. I'm talking. I'm texting. I'm calling people throughout. Uh, sometimes we're trying to go up. Sometimes we, we're open to moving back or trying to move back. All right. So Martin Mayhew pulling back the curtain on his trade talks in the 2023 draft again. I'm not sure that that's something that Martin should have admitted, but hey, he did admit it, and I do appreciate the honesty. Uh, So K.J. Henry, he played at Clemson over five seasons. Henry played for Clemson from 2018 through 2022, although he did end up redshirting for the 2018 season. Henry, in his 2022 season for Clemson, didn't have many sacks, but that doesn't mean that he didn't play well. Henry, in the 2022 season, started all 14 of Clemson's games He totaled just three and a half sacks, but he also totaled a team-high 24 quarterback pressures as credited by the coaching staff. The 24 quarterback pressures, the most by a Clemson player since edge defender Cleland Farrell's 24 in 2016. Uh, K.J. Henry is fast. Washington in an NFL draft under Ron Rivera once again took a lot of athletic players. Henry at the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine ran a 4-6-3-40. 
Uh, that ranked number 14 among all edge defenders at the 2023 Combine. And then there's this. K.J. Henry is viewed as a supremely high-character guy. He's viewed like a saint, okay? Uh, Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney called Henry, quote, one of the best young men that's come through our program, one of our best leaders. He has every intangible you could ever want in a young person, end quote. Uh, Henry, for the 2022 season, was voted by his teammates as a permanent team captain. Henry, for the 2022 season, was an all-ACC academic team selection. Henry was a co-recipient of the 2022 Tim Beret Award for best representing himself, his team, and Clemson with the media. And Henry used NIL money to help cover the medical expenses for his father's kidney transplant in July 2022. ESPN.com did a major article on this. So KJ Henry is a great person who is making all of us feel worse about ourselves, okay? I think that KJ Henry is working on a cure for cancer as well. A smart guy, apparently a good guy. We'll see how good of an NFL player he is. Uh, But yeah, with all six of the players listed as defensive ends by the commanders on the team's active roster set to be free agents next offseason, K.J. Henry could end up being a key player for the commanders. And then their final pick of the 2023 draft, uh, the commanders on Saturday in the seventh round took Louisiana linebacker Andre Jones with the number 233 overall pick. Another really experienced player, Andre Jones, played college football for six seasons. He played for Louisiana from 2017 through 2022, and he is big for a linebacker. Jones at the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine measured as being 6'4 and a half and 248 pounds. And that will do it. For you and me for now, keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Monday show, episode 562. We'll have a lot more for you on the Commanders of their 2023 draft. Also, I'll talk Nationals and Orioles. Uh, the Nats on Saturday swept in a doubleheader against the Pittsburgh Pirates at Nationals Park. A 6-3 loss on Saturday afternoon in game one. A 16-1 loss on Saturday night in Game 2. Game 3 of the series is scheduled for Sunday afternoon at 1.35, although uh, there is a lot of rain that's expected in the Washington, D.C. area on Sunday. The O's on Saturday split a doubleheader at the Detroit Tigers. 7-4 loss on Saturday afternoon in Game 1. A 6-3 win on Saturday evening in Game 2. Game 3 of the series is on Sunday afternoon at 1.40. Have a great rest of your Sunday, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Yes, very flexible uh, guy, uh, position flex. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.